0: Good day, everyone. Today we we'll we're having uh, Mr. Desmond Nikono. He will be having a public lecture on the 29th, that is on a Thursday. Um, he'll be looking at the hallmarks of sound strategy development in the public sector context. Um, I'll just like uh, Mr. Desmond to introduce himself, basically, give us a brief overview, of your background, and yeah, uh, just introduce yourself to the viewers. All
1: right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. I'm really happy to be here, Egypt. As you said, um, I'll be having a public lecture tomorrow on on the Hallmarks of Sound Strategy Development in the Public Sector Context. And I think how how I got there is the best way to introduce who I am. Um, I, I am somebody who is highly interested in about four thematic areas that deal with efficient strategy development and high performance cultures. Um, I'm somebody who has a lot of um, experience and understanding in the area of strategy uh, across the breadth of services from strategy development, monitoring, and evaluation, and that's really where my master's degree uh, uh, fits into. Um, I've then added on to that um, in, in adding some certifications in the area of performance, uh, mainly because those two things are intricately linked. They're actually married, if one can say that. Um, um, I also have, I'm also a certified uh, organisational culture practitioner through the Hofstede Institute, which is once again something I've added to my skill set deliberately. Uh, as I'm growing in the, in the field, I, I came to realise that out of all these things, culture is actually the most important of them, as they say, that uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So I started to really skill myself up in that area. And then the last area which really placed me and brought me to this public lecture is, 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 is the area of governance. I'm um, also a certified director with the Institute of Directors in Southern Africa, which is really an accredited um, uh, a, a title that allows you to navigate the, the King Four report. So those four main areas, strategy, performance, governance and culture, really explains who I am from a skills point of view. Um, and I think that's what I would like to bring forth in my public lecture. So, in your opinion, what would you say are the best steps
0: or adequate steps to take when you are creating policy?
1: Um, I'm glad you, your question started in my opinion, because I will um, just apply a bit of my understanding also some my experience to answer this question. Because there are, there are really many schools of thought and many ways to get there. But in, in my view, um, good policy first starts with um, understanding the, the greater context. So. In, in, in the space that I'm addressing tomorrow, uh, I'll be speaking about uh, the, the public sector context. So in that sense, it would be understanding the, the national agenda, understanding national interests, understanding long-term national uh, direction. Because it is, it is from that uh, top of the triangle that you can then start to look at strategy. And it is from strategy where policies is birthed. because if strategy deals with Uh, what you want to do, policy deals with how you intend to do it. And I think those are the the correct steps logically, because it means that your policy will always be uh, pointed into the right direction, not only on a strategic level for your specific uh, institution or organization, but but more importantly at a a national level. Um, Only from uh, once you have understood that, you can start looking at um, sort of conducting external research and benchmarking and best practice. Um, I would say that's about step four. So um, what I've seen uh, done often is that we normally start already at step four without understanding the greater context, without understanding the strategy to which policy uh, should point So I would say if if I had to summarize that, it would be those four steps are are the first, uh, uh, the most important and appropriate steps to creating good policy.
0: My second question would be that um, um, does research and adequate forecasting basically play an important role in policy creation. Um, also, has that been the case from the current proper policy that you've seen within the, basically, the public sector?
1: Mm. It, it's a good question, it's a good question. So, yes, it is research, uh, it, it does play a key role, provided that uh, you do it, in my opinion, after understanding those three things, which is national uh, agenda, strategy, and such. So I think it's important because there are many world-class uh, theories and then especially you in academia would appreciate that once a theory is put through to the public space it is often really tried and tested and it's worth its weight. So it is, it is good to research and understand uh, what is out there in terms of the academic or the thematic universe to apply to your context but to do it the other way around would be uh, uh, in, in my view not the, the, the correct way to, to apply it that um, once you've understood what theories and, and, and academics are out there, then you should apply it to your own context. And I think that's equally important. There's very few things on earth that you can copy and paste. Um, everything is so unique. Um, so understanding uh, your specific context and your specific goals when looking out um, is, is equally important. And the third, second part of your question is, have us, how, how is it done currently? I I wouldn't know, that's my my honest question. I haven't fully uh, exhausted and conducted my research in full. I'll know better in about a year or two, to answer you. But I would say from what I've seen, um, it it, it is fairly done, apart from the fact that it it is perhaps not done with so much um, uh, unity, yes. So there's a difference between uniformity and unity, right? So in my view, policy creation, especially at public sector level, and then we're looking at a public enterprise level, they have to apply to that specific context, but it has to all point towards a specific direction. And um, that's perhaps the only area where I can see that I I, I can't quite see that coming through strong, especially as I go through financial reports, or strategic plans um, of of some of our public entities. But with that said, especially with, with the new act that has come in, and then the new governance model. It has improved uh, so drastically, and I'll, I'll touch on that later and tomorrow in my public lecture.
0: Okay. Would you say that policy creation in Namibia is at an adequate level compared to our neighbors or our 1st counterparts?
1: All right. Um, you use the word adequate. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, I am comfortable to say it is adequate. Um, we have a very good uh, governance uh, policy creation environment, and by that I mean at the highest levels of our government and also the spaces where I've been privileged enough to sit around the correct tables, there is really an appreciation of good policy, policy that is informed by the needs of the nation and also informed by what is uh, happening uh, outside of our borders, but adequate is never adequate enough. And, and, and that's the element of your question that perhaps I can address is of course, there is still much room for growth. And, and, and part of that, especially for Namibia, and once again, in my opinion, is that our legislative base is, is still very much based on another country. Um, much of our work in the retirement funds industry and much of our pension funds, until recently or at the moment, is still based on an act that we virtually inherited. And much of many acts that that inform policy at many other levels. And you would know that policy can never counter legislation. No matter how outdated or archaic legislation is, good policy must conform to that to a certain extent. So I think that leaves a lot of room for growth and opportunity in that if we can really become more uh, proactive in in allowing our legislative uh, environment to suit our needs as a country, because we are coming into our own now. As as a country, uh, then I think our our room for our policies to grow and to, to develop, as you say, to first world, is there's still a lot of it. But I think if if I had to give it an overall assessment, I think we are we are adequate or even more than adequate. That's there. That okay. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, there tends to be
0: always a leader within any class of operation, whether it be leadership, management. So when you look at policy creation. Is there a particular country
1: that stands out to you? Um, I think Singapore comes to mind immediately, immediately. And I don't even have to really search far to, to, to explain why. Singapore, uh, if you just do a little bit of, of reading around their history, and I'm, I'm talking about 60, 50 years ago, still when our parents, my dad, they were alive. So it's not, it's not old. But they, they reached a certain political, social, economic uh, uh, crossroads, where they really had to do something about what is happening in their, in their space and, and one of the key uh, uh, tools they used to unlock um, uh, the development of the nation is, is the public uh, or the state-owned enterprise area and the manner in which they created policy, the manner in which they created an aligned national strategy, the manner in which they govern the state-owned enterprises to forward national agenda is, is nothing short of miraculous. And I got to see it, I went there I think uh, about three, four years back when the world was still open. And I didn't quite appreciate it until until you get there and you begin to understand how much of this uh, a, a nation, the, the sheer size and the sheer efficiency of how society operates and how much of that was deliberately done simply because the government or the state that did have an adequately steward um, the responsibility through their state-owned enterprises is nothing short of miraculous. So I think maybe I'm a bit biased because I, I, I enjoyed the country so much, but I read about it in university before going there and when I experienced it and when I read about it, I completely understood why they, they, are, they are a country that many of us, many countries can emulate. Yeah.
0: Since you've been looking for like over some time into strategy implementation, um, and you've obviously done your research, your background research into the public sector and state enterprises. Uh, would you say
1: that the status quo, when you found it, has improved or has it remained the same? No, it has. It has improved thousands of percentages. If <laughs> that's even a real sentence. Mm-hmm. But I, I can really only um, commend the the the, 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 the current uh, Public Enterprises Governance Act. In my personal view, it is something short of just a world-class piece of legislation. It is certainly not watertight and it certainly can grow as we flesh out the details with time. But what this act has done, and it has legislated, it has made law things that were good and best practice out there. And I think that's a very important link to make. Um, it It has legislated good strategic management practice that was just advisory, we advise you to do this, now it's law, you have to do this. It has legislated uh, good governance practice. It has detailed what governance agreements should be, or should, what they must contain, not only from a technical side, but even from an ethics side, from a, a fiduciary duty a responsibility to the nation side. So I think it, it has it has improved uh, drastically. And all that's left really now, and that's really where my, my heart lies, is through my research is to help bridge that gap because uh, it is understandable for any shareholder such in the public enterprise space, uh, shareholder is normally the government, either 100% or majority. So it's understandable for the shareholder to want to exercise control and oversight. It's 100% understandable. And it's also understandable for a board and a CEO to want to have leeway and uh, to make strategic decisions. Now, the bridging of those two is, is where my research wants to touch into Because at some point, the very governance you want to control, the very governance you want to apply, begins to actually eat at the very strategy you want to implement. And I think that's the only space where we can improve. Because the law is nice, it's clear. It spells out who must do what by when. Um, it's really just working that out and complying to it, um, which we, we, we have a lot of room to grow. But to answer your question in a frank and honest manner, it is much better. And I'm really excited about what is taking place in that space, Uh, particularly because of the key role that public public entities and uh, state owned enterprises play in an economy such as ours. And I think that if we can begin to switch our minds and understand really the power and the strategic significance of public owned enterprises, and not to see them so much as the the ones that we expect to fail, then I think what we can unlock is, is really, it's, it's unlimited, it's latent potential, this line here, for, for this wonderful country of ours.
0: Okay, in that regard, um, that brings us to the end Basic, of this interview. Um, I would like to thank you for coming through, um, it was very informative. Um, I would like to just maybe just give a shout out to the viewers, um, <laughs> basically that you'll be here tomorrow. Um, that they should come, um, come view um, the public lecture, maybe come ask you personal questions and maybe some questions that I didn't ask you. So yeah, maybe just turn to them and uh, ask them a few questions.
1: Hello, my name is Desmond Nekano. Um, I'd like to invite you to a public lecture that I'll be holding uh, on the 29th of April uh, 2021, right here at Nipa. I'll be covering a topic that is very relevant uh, and very key to both me and you, every citizen of Namibia. I'll be covering the the hallmarks of sound strategy development in the public sector context. Now I know that sounds a bit long, but basically I'd like us to discuss and I'd like to just present my ideas on how formulating strategic direction for our public enterprises in this country can be unlocked, uh, improved to the benefit of everybody who lives uh, in Namibia. So please uh, feel free to come, it is at 5.30 to 7.30, please bring your questions. And I'll be happy to meet you and speak with you then.